Matt, joining us right now on the Progressive Insurance Celebrity Hotline is a real celebrity. A man who played his basketball at UCLA and then got into a little bit of broadcasting, doing his thing, used to have Don McClain's job on the UCLA radio network. Then he started working as an agent, kind of got a law degree, and then he learned the ins and outs of the world of professional basketball, and he has climbed like an animal all the way to the top. He is the GM of the Golden State Warriors, and you know and I know this is a new GSW hoop and a new era, and they are contenders in the Western Conference. So down the stretch, joining us right now in the Pedersen Money Show on Fox Sports Radio for the first time ever is the one and only Bob Myers. Mr. Bob Myers, what's cracking? How are you? That is an impressive introduction. I never had anything like that done on my behalf. So I'm doing great. Uh, I mean, celebrity may be a stretch, but uh, thanks for squeezing me into the show. Well, this will be fun. The celebrity thing's a sponsorship, to be fair. <laughs> but but you're a celebrity to us, and, and your team yeah. is playing great basketball. We're going to get into that. But right. do you miss broadcasting? Do you miss just bloviating and going home with no consequence? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it there. I was uh, I worked with uh, Timmy Cates over there a little bit, and uh, it was fun. I did the games, and then I, I really earned my stripes. I did the Bruin uh, post-game show, which is, as you know, you get all the callers, uh, all the uh, emotional, irrational oh, yeah. calls. Same eight you guys know, every uh, night. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. But, no, I, I, I do miss it. I, I can't fit it into my schedule anymore, but I had a good time with it. Irrational, I don't know about that. But <laughs> uh, So you were an agent. You negotiate half a bill, over a half a billion dollars worth of contracts. Now you're the GM. Do, do all these agents feel like you're their buddy? Like, oh, yeah, he knows what we're going through. We're, we're all good with Bob Myers. Yeah, some of that for sure. I mean, they'll call during the draft and say, you know what it's like to sit at the table and not know where your guy's going? Help me out. So you definitely, uh, and I do in some respects know what some of the guys are going through. It helps me have uh, have some sense of what, what they're asking for as far as information and things like that. Like anything, you guys know, if you've sat in somebody else's chair or done what they've done, you have a better perspective and understanding of it. I think it helps a little bit, but in the end when we're competing or negotiating, it's 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 adversarial, but... If you if you know the guy and you've had some whatever relationship with him, it makes the conversation a little easier. But yeah, I mean, I think there's some of that for sure. So, and I've seen you talk, and we've read some of the things you've you've done, Bob. But it, you know, is it is it sort of luck? Is it fortune? Because you have not picked at the top of the draft yet. You've had Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. These players land in the spot where you're drafting that certainly have outperformed guys that have been drafted ahead of them. How has that worked out through your draft process? Oh man, well luck is a good word being fortuitous i think that um in the draft and in any sport and scouting it's very easy to look back and kind of be revisionist and say well i can't believe this team passed on this player and it happens guy it happens i mean just like when you guys do your fantasy drafts or whatever i mean it, it, one year you screw it up and uh, you have all the right intentions but you know for us this organization that i'm a part of now we we've had ample cracks at getting it right uh for the last 15 20 years uh, because the team hasn't been that successful. So at some point you do have to start either changing the way you approach it or, or maybe getting lucky in some respects and getting some players that help you win. But if you're not in the playoffs year in, year out, then you have a chance every year to grab a young player. And, and the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, the way it works is it really uh, benefits you to, to get a player in the draft. It enables you to keep them for a long time if you want. So um, we got some guys we think can help us win now. And um, hopefully we get out of the lottery. That will be nice. That's the goal. 
Bob Myers joining us right now on PMS, the GM of the Golden State Warriors. Tonight, they host the Sacramento Kings in a Bay Area backyard brawl of epic proportions. Now, Bob, a guy you guys did not bring in in the draft, but got in other ways. David Lee is scoring 19 points per game. Is he? You don't hear a lot about him year in and year out. Is he an underrated player? We don't hear about him, uh, Petra, because we haven't won. Um, I think you get recognition, notoriety from winning. And I, I, when I met with the team before the before the season, I said, "Look, everybody gets branded in the NBA with uh, right or wrong." I mean, you look at you look around the league and you say, "Well, that guy's a winner," or "That guy is a stat guy," or "That guy is always healthy," or "That guy's never healthy." So you have to earn, that reputation comes earned for the most part. But I think if you win. Uh, you get talked about a lot more. A lot of people just tune in in any sport in the playoffs. That's where you get the most recognition. That's where you get the most exposure. Um, obviously, you know, you look, look at the Clippers now where you guys are down there. I mean, uh, before you you couldn't name anybody on the Clippers. And now, because of their success, being in the playoffs last year, being a very good team, uh, there, there's guys that are 6, 7, 8 in the rotation that everybody knows who they are. Whereas in the past, the star of the Clippers team was somebody that people couldn't name. So winning changes all that. So, David, you know, hopefully we can keep winning this year. And with winning, you know, he's an all-star this year, which was great for him, great for our organization. We hadn't had an all-star since 1997, which is crazy. I mean, you guys down there in L.A., you get all-stars every, every year like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. Stop talking about L.A. like you didn't go to college here, Bob. Yeah, you went to college here, Bob. You play oh, at UCLA, so you know it yeah. from a player's perspective. You know right. it from an agent perspective, which means you understand contracts. What, what about analytics? How, I mean, we just had the Sloan Conference. How do those yeah. play into how you evaluate talent? Yeah, it's a good question, man. Um, I was there. We were playing the Celtics last week, so I happened to be there. So I hadn't been to the Sloan Conference before, but we have a pretty rigorous analytical department here, and they were all in attendance, and they said, you should check it out. So I went over there, and um, it was great. I listened to a panel. Mark Cuban was on it. Um, Really interesting stuff. A lot of other executives on the panel. So I would tell you this. My philosophy on the analytical component of of the NBA, and any sport for that matter, is there's an absolute place for it. I think where you get into the debate is – what part of the what part of the pie does it compose? Is it is it seventy percent of your decision? Is it sixty? Is it fifty? Is it less than that? And that's where you have the healthy debate. But I, I think somebody would be uh, remiss if they said it's got no place in the game. And I also tell you they'd be wrong if they tell you it's a hundred percent of the decision that you make should be based on it. I don't I don't think that's right either. So you have to develop your own personal philosophy as to where it fits in the equation, and it absolutely does. But they're doing some unbelievable things with numbers now. And in baseball, you always had the ability to do it because it's a more controlled environment. Everybody's got the same situation when they walk up to the plate. It's them versus the pitcher. Whereas in basketball, you know, you might average 25 points a night against a guy that can't defend, but you go up against a, defense, a guy that guards and you average 10. How do you measure those things? So. It's uh, it's interesting. They're doing a lot of great things, but the Sloan Conference was great. Um, it's uh, it was good for us. I think pretty much every team was there in attendance. Word is they really went after your guy, David Lee, though. Like a defensive yeah. presentation was that awkward? Did you have to go after the guy that was, was delivering you know, that presentation? I, I was. That was the night of our. I think that was the night of our game, or I had left to go to Philly with our team. But I, I heard about that pretty quickly. And um, you know, I think they 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 carved him up pretty good. I, I don't. I didn't love hearing about that. I, I wasn't there to see it firsthand, but. I think if you grabbed film on any player in the league and decided to make him look bad in any sport, you could find clips to do it. But I haven't dug into uh, 
what exactly uh, was said. I'm sure I will here in the next couple of weeks to make sure there's not something we can do to improve it if, if it's something we need to do. Bob, how involved is Jerry West day-to-day? I'm sure you get that question all the time. Yeah. No, he's uh, obviously he's in L.A., great guy. I've known him. I met him with Arn Tellum. Uh, I remember when I first started as an agent right out of college at UCLA, I went to Arn's house for a barbecue, and at that time, Jerry was the Lakers uh, president of basketball operations. And I remember walking over thinking, this is Jerry West. I mean, I'm sure you guys have met him or had him on. And it's one of those moments where you always, I, I always remembered the first interaction I had with him as him being a very humble, pleasant guy, um, nicest can be. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people in that category are not that way. But um, treated me with, with the greatest respect. And I was a 22, 23-year-old guy with, with nothing uh, to show for myself, really. And he, he was great. And then he moved on to Memphis. And I remember when he was in Memphis as the GM there, I had a couple players on the team. And he called me, and I'd say, I'm coming to the game. Can I get a ticket? And he, he'd ask me, what time are you landing at the airport? Uh, and I'd say, I don't know, 2.30. He said, "All right, I'll be the, I'll be, I'll come by around 2:45. Uh, I'll just meet you." Out of the, yeah. And I'm not kidding, guys. I, he picked me up from the airport in Memphis. This guy and Jerry West. So I don't do that for a lot of my good friends to come to town. I mean, it's almost like, hey, take a taxi. But he, he was. Uh, I mean, what a great guy. And that's the West Virginia roots. So now we talk. Um, I wouldn't put like a. I wouldn't put a. It's five times a week. It's four. It's three. It depends on what's going on. But uh, because of those past experiences with Jerry that I have, it's, it's not awkward at all. It's very easy. It's a very uh, productive conversation. We talk. We talked at the trading deadline. We'll talk about what he sees with the team. He'll fly up to games a couple times a month. Um, and so for me, guys, it's almost like having a, somebody that you can ask uh, as to, in, in any, any situation, what their experience with it was. Because he played. Uh, we all know he played in the NBA forever. Uh, he coached for a short amount of time. He, he was an executive for a long time. So inevitably, anything that was is on my plate. He has a story or a recollection that uh, that that is very very relevant. So I, I I use him as a resource. He's fantastic. Did he take you off road in? I mean, he is from West Virginia, or is he, or is he uh, real clear behind the wheel? I mean, how was it? <laughs> no, we just drove through the streets of Memphis uh, and went to his. He had a nice home there, as you can imagine. He had a nice house, so uh, and we went to his house. Now it's pretty good. I can imagine. <laughs> Quite a spread in Memphis, Tennessee. We mentioned it before. You were an agent. We see the total, ha- over a half a billion dollars worth of contracts. We can deduce probably a good chunk of change in that for you. Lucrative career. Why do you walk away from that? Oh, man. You know what? I um, I was very lucky to have uh, a mentor and a guy like Arn Tellum, who, who when I, when I thought about – what an agent was, I did not picture a guy that was, was uh, extremely smart, respectful, well-regarded. And that's when I met Arn, I thought, this is somebody I could learn from. And no matter what I choose to do with my life, this is a great person to be around. Well, that relationship ended up lasting 15 years where I was with him. Um, and he, he taught me a ton about everything uh, in the business, the business of the NBA. And uh, after, after some time, you know, I, I felt like it was the only job I'd ever had. And I felt like, uh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't sure I wanted to be an agent for, for, for 30 years or 40 years. And I'd done it for about 13, 14 or something. And when this opportunity came along to come up here where I grew up, I grew up up here as a Warriors fan in the Bay Area. Um, I, it was just something that was too good to pass up. It was probably the one thing that came across my plate that, that I just couldn't turn down. Because I did like being an agent. I, I enjoyed it. I loved working with Arn. 
uh, you know, it was, it was somebody that I just, you know, like you, you work with somebody for that long, you establish a great rapport with so, them. So, Bob, you didn't have like a Jerry Maguire night where you were doing sit-ups or something and uh, all of a sudden you freaked out and wrote some memo. Uh, uh, no, I would, you know, it's funny. I, I easily could have kept doing that. And in some ways, I tell people, they ask me now what the differences are because most people probably haven't had experiences on both sides. I would tell you guys, um, the the stress of the winning and losing um, on this side. As an agent, I would go to a game and let's say I had, uh, you know, I had Antoine Jameson, who's a Laker now. I would be concerned about how is he playing, what did he do, how's his team doing, what numbers did he put up, what kind of contract is he on, and then I, I wouldn't really care that much um, who won or lost the game. Really, I mean, uh, I, I, I grew up a Warriors fan, so I was always looking out one of my eyes at the Warriors. But but as far as like living and dying with the winning and losing, that wasn't what you do as an agent. But now coming to this side, you put so much energy and investment into it. It's almost like this irrational, uh, you know, it, 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 it'd be like somebody that gambled and, and put a ton of money on a game. And, and you know, you're, you're, you're too emotional about it on this side. Um, and that's the hard part for me to kind of, you know, to kind of come to grips with is you, you're, you care so much about how your team is doing. Um, and that's something that's new for me that I wasn't, as an agent, I didn't experience. Well, such long, thoughtful answers. We ran out of time, <laughs> P, to ask them how quickly they're going to vote to get the Kings the hell out of California and up oh, to Seattle. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Kings are, Kings have beaten us twice, guys. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if we can beat them tonight. They're... Uh, they're, uh, they've been nah, enough of that. Yeah, Come know, on I, with that crap. I was enough gonna, of that. I was going to ask about the impact of a move to San Francisco. I, I guess that'll be next time. Next time. Yeah, next time. I, it'll be it'll be all good. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it'll well, be all positive. Your blender is still here in the kitchen, Bob. Really? Yeah. Nobody makes protein shakes with it anymore. But yeah, it still works. All the guys at KFI use it. So. <laughs> You making uh, daiquiris and All things to get you through the day in there? Yeah, mostly mostly the skinny girl margaritas. Now it's 2013. The well, great- if it doesn't if it doesn't work here, you know I can come you know do what Tim does or be Tim Kate's assistant or whatever you guys need. Oh yeah, yeah. You might be a little overqualified, but we'll Slightly. consider we'll consider your application. The great Bob Myers, ladies uh, and gentlemen, GM of the Golden State Warriors, Big Bay Area, hell of fight tonight in Oakland, right by the airport. All right, Bob, we love you, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.